Hi there, everybody. My name is Sophie Aldred, and I played Ace in Doctor Who. And you are listening to Podcastica. Welcome to Night of the Living Geeks. If you geek out over it, we've got a podcast. And welcome to a brand new episode of Podcastica, a Doctor Who review podcast here on NOTLG.com, episode 170, Orphan 55. My name is John, and joining me every time we uh, survive uh, a planet being destroyed and become uh, mutant, unstoppable monsters is my good friend Taylor. Taylor, hello. Hey there, how's it going? I think that worked. Yeah. It's it's um Sure. Yeah. It's it's going all right. I feel like um I forget that now that we record every week, uh playing catch up isn't as uh we don't have as much maybe to catch up on. I don't know. How how are you doing? Um I'm well. Um I've spent the weekend pulling the engine out of the bus and, you know, tearing it halfway apart to make some upgrades. Yeah. Um and also had some fun with the little um, what BBC America TARDIS filter as I opened yes. up the back of the bus and can okay let's put the TARDIS where the engine would be that's a better engine absolutely uh, yeah right <laughs> um, but yeah I'm I've my fingers are still kind of greasy Oof. and dirty from um, I mean I've washed them but you look at them and it's like eh, no your fingers are still kind of dirty dude um, but it's it's fun I like doing it you got to get that lava soap yeah or something I I actually had a, uh, a VW mechanic friend of mine said that the thing that got the grease off his fingers best at the end of a long day was a couple of slices of stuffed pizza because what the pizza itself was so greasy oh okay it would actually remove the grime from his hands and i'm like that's horribly gross amazing that's uh man that is a man about town that's a yelp review waiting to happen that's very much true yeah i remember i used lava soap once for i can't even i just used it to wash my hands i went my hands Mm -hmm. feel very clean yeah that's just pretty intense yeah it's great i i I love it i wish i had some right now oh right now i don't know why (laughs) Okay. Uh, what's been going on with me? We had, uh, oh, we had our first um, session here at Pincroft Loft. That was not Lauren and myself. It was. I think I saw the picture of that. Yeah. Yeah. Very excited for that. Um, I will plug them. They have not come out with anything yet. Uh, Angel Grove Radio. They are okay. a Mighty Morphin Power Rangers podcast. And by Mighty Morphin, I mean just Power Rangers because that is an extended world that is. Uh, that is way beyond me, but they they are very passionate in their discussions, and it was a lot of fun to sit at the board and listen to them discuss uh, nice. that world. Yeah, it's it's wow. very very cool. Uh, yeah, Angel Grove Radio. Be on the lookout for it soon. Um, I think the recording sounded pretty good, if I do say so myself. Excellent. Yeah, I was I was pretty happy with how how it sounded. So that'll probably be something if you want to, you know. If anybody in the LA area wants to come on by and record for a nominal fee, just listen to that, and that's the audio you will be getting. Yeah, cool. Yeah. Other than that, uh, I don't think anything else. I've been. I mean, I know this is 
not the place, but man, I watched a lot of football this weekend. And oh, did you? Holy moly, all of those games were great, and I am very excited to watch again next weekend. Many, many points were scored. And... Yeah, uh, I mean, you you say that maybe not knowing. But I, I have no idea because I'm really, I don't give a crap about football. There was a game yesterday, Taylor, where I believe the final score was fifty-one to forty-one. Holy smokes! Yeah, there are a lot of points to have been scored in that game. It was nuts. Actually, I read something that in the stadium they had to put up a a PSA that said if any more t- uh, home team touchdowns are scored, there will be no fireworks. We ran out. <laughs> which is hilarious that is pretty hilarious are are the niners still in it at this point or? yes sir they okay. are in it they play the green bay packers to decide who will go on to the super bowl oh boy it's um it's gonna be very uh interesting battling the cheese. okay yeah battling the cheese for sure should be interesting weekend next championship weekend so all right fair Okay. We'll see. But let's get into uh, the Who News that we have. Yeah, definitely. We got a little bit of Who News this week. We've got a little bit of Gallifrey One News. They, they did say that they were going to announce some more guests yeah. last Friday. Um, so if for some reason they announce anything tomorrow, you're welcome. Um, but I've got a feeling they might not. Uh, so let's see. Oh, Pete McTighe. Yeah, uh, is going to be there. He wrote Kerblam, so that's that's exciting. That's that's one of my favorite episodes from last season. Yeah, great episode. Um, and he also wrote and directed the hugely popular promotional short uh, for um, the season twenty six uh, Blu Ray, the one that's got Ace oh. and her, her charitable. So he he was responsible for for writing and directing all of that. Wonderful. Um, yeah. So let's see. Um, uh, Stefan Morris, uh, who was the current line producer for Doctor Who for the past three seasons. Uh, so he's worked alongside both Peter and Jody. Very cool. Uh, Mark Dexter, uh, who, oh, oh, he was Charles Babbage. Yes. Oh, excellent. Yeah, yeah very excellent. cool. Yeah. Uh, Gigi Edgley of uh, Farscape fame. Mm hmm. Uh, she was there last year's y'all. Uh, Russell Minton, who's uh, been a producer at the BBC since about 2000. Oh, wow. Yeah. Uh, so I'm sure he's got lots of stories and experiences to share. Um, and <laughs> I love it at the end. He's been to Galley three times before as a fan and loved it. And loved it. I mean, and that's that's actually really cool. So not not only as a, a guest, but also as a participant. Yes. Um, uh, famous Cyberman uh, and and multiple uh, oh, yes. Monster Man John Davy. Yeah, uh, looks like we're gonna get Rich- Richard Ashton again. Very uh, cool. If I remember right, he had to bow out last year for uh, reasons, but he, he looks like he's going to be back this year. Excellent. Um, and Anne Lockhart, who has been oh, has well, been on Battlestar Galactica. And yeah, also on Chicago Fire, which I don't watch, but they didn't lead. They didn't lead with that. They just said she's she's been a longtime friend, which is great. That's cool. Hey, yeah, friends are always welcome. Friends so are this, always welcome. This is what Gallifrey One's about. It's about friends. Absolutely. Well, just uh, adding to the stacked Gallifrey One card that we already have. Yeah, this is good stuff. I'm I'm oh. excited. We are uh, thirty days, fifteen <laughs> hours, thirty nine minutes. 
goodness. Yeah. Not that anyone's counting. Except Not ex- except you and the Gallifrey. Now, should uh, with the recent developments, shouldn't that uh, little ice cream globe be broken and on fire? <laughs> uh, you know, I, I almost well, feel like that needs to be tweeted out to the uh, Gallifrey one guys. You need to uh, or, or, oh, <laughs> just to be like, you need to update the ice cream cone and just send them the picture of Gallifrey on fire. Uh, oh, that would be terrible. But I think I, I might do that. Love it. I, I think you should. Yeah. I think you should. Um, and just, maybe, and, maybe put a winky face on there just to make it really clear that we're being completely tongue-in-cheek. No, I'll do it for my personal account. I would never do that from the podcaster. Oh, account. okay, fair. You're out of your mind if you think I'd do that. Um, I am a little out of my mind. <laughs> uh, I mean, just a reminder for everyone, we will be, as we have for the past however many years uh we'll be streaming I think this is our fourth year this will be our fourth live we will be recording at gallifrey so um that should be fun maybe if we're feeling up to it we could uh lock into our facebook page and maybe uh stream live has anybody oh, done we that? try um i don't know i know there's i mean maybe from a room or or lobbycon perhaps but i mean i'll, I'll do it from lobbycon just to like show the pure chaos that is LobbyCon. <laughs> right. I think that would be a lot of fun. Here, Here's the Starbucks line, everyone. Oh, oh the Starbucks line. So excited. <laughs> All right. <laughs> what do we What do we got next on the jacket Oh, here? okay. So there is a link uh, yes. that you sent me. So um, I don't know what where I found this link. I think I was somebody retweeted it from the Twitter, which is mm. naturally where you retweet things. Uh, and I just saw this and it was titled Dr. Who, the series you'll never see. And it was actually, uh, the article came out in 2015. Yeah. Um, and it was, um, it's a very interesting read from what I skimmed through. Uh, and it's, that's pretty much all I know. I wish I had read it before we went, we went, uh, we went live, but it's basically kind of like, doctor who for the 90s well yeah it, it's it's the story of um uh john freeman who in the 90s was like look we need to we need to get doctor who back on the screens i've got an idea on how to do it you know um because obviously at, at that time star trek the next generation was still going strong uh like ds9 had come along which is one of my favorite star trek series um and he's looking at this as like you know, we, we can do good science fiction. We, we can do this. Here's my idea for it. Basically writes it all up um, and pitches it to the BBC. And he's got scans of like what he sent. He got scans of what the BBC said back to him. Um, and, and it is, it really is an interesting read. Um, and he's, he literally, he's got the idea of Gallifrey has been destroyed and wiped from the cosmos. Yeah. That's the, in the premise. Yeah. yeah. And he basically is on a mission to find out who destroyed his race, but he also has, um, I believe it says he has equipped with the select batch of DNA samples. He also seeks to find a new Gallifrey. Right. So his right. race basically, can begin again, but precisely. also. Well, I mean, I guess he would have to build the looms again. Or something. Or something. So, I mean, interesting. Also, I mean, very interesting that this guy's like, we should blow Gallifrey up in 1993. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's very interesting read. I, I suggest everyone go check it out. I will read it in full. But it seems to, 
whatever his plans were seemed to include the uh, Draconians. 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 Yeah. Now, I believe we have not watched uh, Frontier in Space. No, we have not. All right. Well, maybe uh, off of this article, when we come, when the wilderness year starts again. <laughs> That's right. Because it won't be when we get back from Gallifrey. Because even Mike noticed that. He's like, oh, wait a second. Yeah. We're still going to have season to get through. I'm like, ah, just give us your suggestion and we'll get to it after we get done. Are we going to have season? I thought it, we timed it out so it, the final episode is that Sunday. No, 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 no. Episode eight will be airing the Sunday of Gallifrey One. Ew, okay. I have, I have run that down the calendar twice. <laughs> All right, I believe you. Just to be sure. I believe you. Well, I mean, we'll put it. In, we'll put this link in the show notes. So yeah. uh, definitely go check it out. It is interesting from what I have read so far. Yeah, and you know what? Funny enough, speaking synchronistically, um, after we recorded last week, um, talking about the Timeless Child and the Other and all that kind of stuff, I went and picked up my copy of Bookworm, which is the uh, Robert Smith and Anthony. Yeah, I can't remember his last name. Basically, um, their guide to all the new adventure novels. Mm-hmm. And I had ordered it just before it came out. I'm like, I've got to have this. I love my new adventure novels. And um, had read through it a little bit and then stopped, set the book aside and read some other stuff for like almost nine months. Um, and then picked it up last week. And I literally just happened to be on a page talking about the other. Sounds very familiar. What are the odds? I know. I mean, if the other becomes um, becomes the the what is it the the man in the tree the green the green man the green man then this is uh, we're shutting it down. It's gonna it's gonna get really weird really fast. Yeah. Oh boy! And I, if you didn't see me retweet it out, somebody actually dropped a uh, Hellier rap track that samples some of the music from the soundtrack too. It's actually pretty good. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna need that. I will make sure you have it. We'll discuss. But, um, I'll, I'll discuss. We'll discuss more Hellier stuff off air because um, some week we'll get through an episode where we don't mention this documentary. No, who cares? Everyone, go watch it. Okay. Whatever. Okay. It's fun. I've. There I, you go. I actually. Uh, I mean, whatever. We'll talk about it now. I got. Um. So. <laughs> Uh, my uh, former co-host, only because the show's not a show anymore, for Monthly Music Digest, uh, Mary, oh, yes. she mm-hmm. wa- she watches. She either finished it or is continuing to watch it. I know she's in season two, and I know her okay. mom started to watch it as well. Um, and I'm very sure um, Bampow TV's B is watching it as well. I don't know if she's finished, but I'm very sure she's watching it as well. Nice. Yeah. Spreading the word. That's excellent. Are they filming season three? <laughs> uh, if, if, if they, if they are, they haven't mentioned it. Maybe uh, that's how deep it's gotten. They can't mention it. Well, they, they started filming season two before season one was even out. So, I know that was great. You know, there, those were fun little episodes. Oh, absolutely. Where they're just like, yep, it's released. Here it is. Fun. Um, well, lastly, uh, this week, I can actually say that now this week, not this, this bi-weekly thing. Yeah. Um, uh, John Griffiths, it w- might not be a name that you recognize from Dr. Who history. Uh, he has passed very sad a- age of 89. Um, but he was a member of the team responsible for the first ever piece of Dr. Who screened the original 
opening title sequence. Oh. Yeah. So um, the – and it kind of interesting because this uh, article on DoctorWhoNews.net that we'll have in the show notes um, does kind of confirm for me something I always thought um, is that they had taken um, – they basically filmed um, – the output of an electronic camera looking at its own viewfinder. Oh. And said, here, edit this into an opening sequence. Mm-hmm. Um, and I always kind of wondered, because it always kind of looked something like that. Yeah. I just huh. I never knew. Uh, I never knew that. So um, um, so obviously he helped produce this and then obviously combined with the music from Ron Grainer and Dila Derbyshire, um, became became what we know. Yeah. As, as the, the beginning of Doctor Who there. Oh. Um, he also worked on the 1964 story, The Dalek Invasion of Earth, oh. uh, editing the famous footage of the Daleks patrolling a deserted London. Yes, very cool. Yep. Very cool. And he was, apparently, he was also an extra in the third Doctor story, The Mind of Evil. <laughs> That's great. So. Very cool. Got some in front of the screen time, too. Yeah. So there very we go. Cool. Yeah. All right. All right. All yep. right. Yeah, I always it's it's always sad when we end on a death. I know. I'm just like I, I need well, to, I need, our... to stop, I need to stop putting them last. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, I don't know. I feel like they deserve their little little send off. Yeah, exactly. Not sandwiched between like Doctor Who figures came out today or something like that. <laughs> right. I yeah. don't know. I'm just I saying we're being respectful, but we're also really terrible at transitioning away from that. Yes, we are. So speaking of being horrible at transitions, we watched Orphan 55. That has nothing to do with the episode anyway. Uh, Starring Jodie Whittaker as the Doctor, Bradley Walsh as Graham, Mandip Gill as Yaz, and Tosin Cole as Ryan, and also Laura Fincher as Frazier as Kane, not Kane from the WWE, everyone. And sadly, not Kane from Dragonfire. Ah, that as well. Amy Booth Steele as hyphen with a three, uh, which I will talk about that. And Spencer Wilding as the lead dreg. Yep. Oh, boy. Excited. Uh, <laughs> written by Ed Heim and directed by Lee Haven Jones. It first aired January 12th of 2020 and is the third story of season 12. And we've got... Some story notes brought to us by the fine folks over at TARDIS Wikia. Indeed, indeed we do. And it's always kind of picking and choosing story notes because it's literally the day after the show airs. And yeah. It's like, well, what can we... Apparently the symptoms of a Hopper virus uh, does not make you act like Sheriff Hopper from Stranger Things. Oh. Which is unfortunate. But, well, um, that, I mean, for the I... first two seasons at least, the second, se- third season, he was a... He was, well, a big, he was a big jerk. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> anyway. Um, but it includes, at least in a human, yeah. uh, wiggling fingers, uh-huh. which is important because that tells you that your legs are about to give out. Um, and then hallucinations. And, the and yes, the bats are not real. Then the bats are not real. Could which, also, yeah, that's definitely a ribbon. It's on the list. Yes. That's just my, like, I rewatch an episode now and I just make a point of having that open. (laughs) Put stuff on there. Well, I mean, I, my ribbons are ordered. I don't know about yours. Nope. Um, Well, I did see somebody say that they ordered today and they said, oh yeah, we'll have your order shipped out by the 29th of January. So uh, if you're going to do it, do it soon. Nice. Okay. Good note. Uh, Yep. Yep, so the Doctor previously identified a planet as Earth thanks to an underground station 
in her sixth incarnation. Obviously, we are talking about the mysterious planet. Oh, nice, nice little callback yep. there. Yep, exactly. And interestingly enough, also a sixth doctor, but talking about an audio adventure now. They they previously investigated a holiday resort called Paradise Five, which was hiding a secret. Huh. Interesting. And speaking of um, stories about doctors finding stuff in vacation-type places that are hiding secrets, um, the game of Rassilon, the podcast, uh, which comes back with their second season on Wednesday of this week, so on January 15th. If you haven't checked out this podcast, it is so good. Yes, it's fantastic. Everybody in it is excellent. Yeah. Um, I, I love it so much. I really I want to buy the Doctor Who role-playing game that they use because I really would love to get into it with the kids and stuff. <laughs> That'd be fun. Uh, yeah, it would. Um, so they had a story in their first season that involved a location called the Staycation Dome. Oh, my God. Oh, it, it was it was amazing. As soon as I heard what this episode was about, Orphan 55, I literally tweeted them like, you guys, how did you do this? How did you predict this story? Are they copying you? Oh, man. And and I I think that there's at least one other thing that that their podcast sort of predicted for the season, and I don't remember what it is now for the life of me. Oh but, my goodness! Uh, yeah, I was like, wow, that's, that's a, really cool. That's crazy. Yeah, yeah. So definitely check them out when they come back uh, middle of this week, just after our episode drops. So yeah, heck, listen to us back to back. Why not treat yeah. yourself to some Doctor Who? podcasts indeed more than the ones you are currently listening to which would be this one right now yes yes and i i you know what i'd like to if if i may shout out the verity podcast because one it's always good to get a perspective that's not just a regular old white dude like we are yep i agree so we've got a, a fantastic team of female perspectives but i loved that they also are noticing what you notice that our villains kind of tend to get off and get away scot-free at the end of episodes. Yeah, man. What is that about? I don't know. Unless they are forming their own, like, um, Injustice League. Injustice League, yes. <laughs> and they're having meetings. Kind of like that Idiot's Lantern sketch last year, if I remember correctly. Yes, exactly like that. <clears throat> Well, I am 100% on board with that. Ugh, anyway. I it, If it's as funny as the way the Lantern did it, I'm all for it. I'll give you a, a little spoiler, because, you know, I'm in the know. Well, wait a second, wait a second. Is this between you, me, and our, like, what, 12 listeners? <laughs> hey, man, we had I'm 600, and, and we our last episode hit over 100, so... That's excellent. Um, I, you know, I've heard some of the stuff they're they're writing for this year, and it's going to be real good. <sighs> It's kind of funny because I made a mention to one of the members of the cast. I'm like, oh, hey, here's this crazy idea that keeps popping into my head. I'm just going to put it out there for you. And the response was like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just you wait and see, winky face. I'm like, oh, OK. <laughs> so which cast member was that? It was just, it was Athena. Oh, OK. Na your neighbor. My upstairs neighbor, quite your literally two floors above me. If wow. I was to um, rocket. If this chair was a rocket and went immediately upward, I would be in in their in their second bedroom. Oh dear, that would be a surprise, wouldn't it? Yes, it would. <laughs> yes, it would. But Taylor, let us uh, get this world famous synopsis from you, please. All right, here we go. Um, 
after escaping an aggressive hentai convention, oh. headcanning people, headcanon, Team TARDIS is teleported to Tranquility, uh, alliteration there, for an all-inclusive two-week retreat. Unfortunately, all-inclusive includes a terrorist with mommy issues, um, a hostile planet with utterly vicious locals outside the holodeck, uh, dome, holodome. Yes. And frankly, a couple more characters than the story can properly support. Oh, and don't mind the signs in the tunnels. They are nothing, comrade. So, um, oh, I already... I already disagree with you on something. Oh, no. That's fine. Is this it? That is episode Episode 160-some-odd episodes together, and this is... No, I'm just kidding. Um, I feel like we've disagreed on at least one of their stories Oh, before. yeah, absolutely. So, okay, over, let's, get, let's get our overall feelings out of the way here, because I will say I thought this story was was pretty enjoyable and I will say I am wearing my uh podcastica solo track playing shirt uh, nice in honor of uh the man who wrote this episode who also wrote uh the the episode from I guess my first question is Taylor before I get to my feelings is what was a better um episode that Ed Heim wrote was it this one or the uh the one from last year um boy which name is escaping me right now it takes you away Thank you. Um, I, I really liked It Takes You Away. Yeah. Um, I, I thought it it did some really interesting uh, things. I thought it had a great vibe to it. Mm-hmm. Um, that does not mean by any stretch of the imagination that I disliked this episode. Right. I think this episode did a lot of stuff really, really well. I think it's got a message that we absolutely need more than ever right now. Mm-hmm. Um, I just I just think that all of our our ancillary characters all of our non-main cast have stuff that's just kind of glossed over these characters don't have enough depth for me to really get invested in them oh man i i mean i i i agree to a point but i kind mm-hmm. i kind of liked that we weren't given these huge like backstories of these people cuz it was it was kind of like we we come in we see you know we're we're on we're we're in the in the uh, staycation dome, the staycation <laughs> dome, and we see uh, Benny and 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 uh, Vilma, and we get their their story in like half a second, or not half mm-hmm. a second. You know what I mean? It's yeah, like very quickly. They, they've been together forever. He's going to propose to her. Oh, okay. And then we see Silas and um, ne- Nevi, and it's <laughs> it's clear that Silas is very smart, and his his parents are I I, I would assume separated. Yes. And he wants to go visit his dad to prove to his dad that he is actually super smart and is uh, can basically be a mechanic and an engineer and all that stuff. Love it. That's all I need to know about them. Um, hyphen. Uh, she's dead. So that's fine. Uh, <laughs> it was honestly, it was seeing her and her whole look that made me go, I'm getting a very seriously 80s Doctor Who vibe. Oh, absolutely. From the yes. story. And it was it was her her character and her look particularly that made me feel that way. I will also say when she said, my name's hyphen with a three, I thought she meant like her literal name was a hyphen and then followed by a three. Right. Like literally dash three. Yes. That's what I thought. And then I went to go check the notes today. I went, Oh, hyphen with a three. I get yeah. it. Yeah. Um, and then, I mean, Bella and Kane, maybe if anything could have used more depth, it could have been those two. That's yeah. I feel like if out of anything, that's the story I should have cared about 
the subplot I should have cared the most about. Mm-hmm. I mean, like I said, I thought everyone else was fine. And then maybe because, I mean, yeah, I feel like every, everybody else else's backstory was, was straight to the point. I got where they were coming from. But the Kane Bella thing, it was kind of just like maybe, I don't know. It seemed like very quick to forgive, you know? Uh, I don't know. But we've only got like yeah. 45 minutes and no cold open, mind uh, you. Right. I know. What was the, that? The cold, the cold open was apparently just a tease. And now it's not a thing again, which is a pity. Oh, have they said that those are the only ones? Or the first... Oh, no, I don't know. Oh, okay. But <laughs> it apparently, apparently, because we didn't technically get a cold open with Spyfall Part 2. That's very we true. We got a previous previously. One. Yeah. That's not a cold open. That is not. Hmm, interesting. That's a recap. So we've gotten one. <sighs> don't we've like it. One. I don't either. Don't like it. Um, but, I mean, I will say overall, I enjoyed this story. I thought, yes, it does give us a message that we need albeit um, over the head. And I think you and I spoke about this like very briefly. Like mm-hmm. I thought, I feel like in, in seasons past or I don't, you know, I hate saying in doctor, like this is what the other doctors did. But I mean, <laughs> I feel like writing wise, it would be like, and I think I have a note about it. Let me find it because we get the huge speech at the end and uh, man, it just felt like a really weak ending to me where it was like the, we have, you know, that's the only, maybe only one outcome. And then we all have to be the best humans we can be or, and then it shows the monster. It's like, okay, I guess. Yeah. In that very, very last part. I'm, I'm unhappy with. I didn't like it. It's like, do this or we all become monsters. Yeah. You and know? I, and, and I like, wanted, <laughs> hold on. I it, wanted to be like, it's not their fault. It, they're monsters. <laughs> Because right? in the dregs are basically like lower class or, and homeless people. Yes, and it's like holy crap! Like, yeah. what? Yeah. But also, no, I mean, this is also a very like eat the rich story, which is great. <laughs> yes, there is that, um, and there's been a lot of debate online of going like, wait a second hang on like this episode just rewrote the rules of doctor who we now have like multiverses and you know uh, um, timelines that can branch off from other timelines and all this kind of stuff because of what she just said yeah there's this is just one possible timeline but it's like well which one is it yeah um but i mean i did let me i had a note about the end speech i know we're kind of bouncing around but i feel like that's what we're that's what we do that's what we do um how do i not have it that's annoying. John, come on. Get it together. I mean, I Oh, here we go. Remember. I got it. Go ahead. You go so ahead. I didn't really need the speech at the end of the episode because we already kind of got the reasoning um, when they when they first got back to Tranquility uh, through mm-hmm. the, uh, where they're like, it's like, it's global warming and it's because nobody, li-, you know, it's like, yeah. oh, crap. That's why. And I feel like maybe a smaller, sh- smaller, a shorter speech at the end would have been nice, but it was kind of like... I don't know. It was too over the head for me. And I feel like that's happened more than once during Jody's era. Yeah. Cause I feel like we got something kind of like that with, Oh, was it Rosa? Ro- uh, yeah. The Rosa one was um, the end of it. Cause th- that's when they talk about the, the consolation at the end. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if, it, I mean, it was kind of in the same vein, but I don't know if I would 
I don't know. Maybe that's the one I'm thinking of where it was just kind of like, yep, if we, you, it should just be like humans, huh? And then just credits roll. <laughs> it's basically what it feels like, right? I, I think humanity, yeah, I, huh? Wah, wah. I really think, I mean, don't get me wrong. Our planet is literally burning right now. Oh, I yes. mean, if there is ever a need for a heavy handed, like smack you in the face message now is kind of the time for the purposes of storytelling. I mean, I like seeing that Yaz, Ryan and Graham are all like kind of shook yes, from it. That's great. Like, oh crap. Like, is this what we're doomed to? I, I think they could have maybe kind of couched that message in a little bit more like back and forth dialogue rather than like, you know, here's our, our PSA message at the end. Yes. You know, the more you know rainbow flies across at the end. Plus yeah. the battle. I don't know. You know what? That yes, that that is definitely what needed to happen. It, it needed to be. It was more of a lecture and not a conversation. Yes, there that's we go. A very good way of pointing it. Hey. And I, I have to remember, I have to remember in the grand scheme of things, this story had to come after that season opener two parter. Like it had big shoes to fill. Yes. You know, we were coming. I think everybody was coming in with really, really high expectations, and so any little thing that seems a little wobbly or a little weak is going to be magnified that much more. I mean, I enjoy the story. It's a classic base under siege. Yes. Um, it's got kind of all those typical things that go along with it and it's done well, but when, like when they escape the truck and they go for the tunnels and, you know, we learn about Benny's fate, like it's all just hit so quickly and like, not even a minute after that news, we have the Bella Kane reveal. Yeah. And we suddenly have that. And it's just like, it's just like, boom, 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 boom. You don't get, I mean, I get it. It's you're, you're tense already because you're being chased by these utterly fantastic looking monsters. Um, so you don't have a lot of time to dwell on it. Right. As a character. Yeah. Um, but in terms of the audience kind of taking everything in, we don't get a chance to kind of dwell on it. It doesn't have a chance to make an impact on us. It's just like, oh, I did this thing because they asked me to. What? <laughs> Terrible. Ah, run. Oh, wait, no. I've got your gun now because I'm actually your daughter. Ha. Word. <laughs> Sup with that. And why do I look so much like Martha? Also, oh, my goodness. Yeah. Also, Orphan 55 is people. <laughs> um. I love the idea that, you know, orphan planets are, you know, are purposely named. Like they are erased. Their their original name is erased and they are replaced with an orphan name. Right. Some sort of orphan designation. So, you know, oh, don't go to that planet. That planet's been wrecked, you know. So, I mean, yes, like we said, overall, I I thought this this episode was, was pretty enjoyable. I do have, and maybe I'm just looking too much into things now because I'm like, I'm in, you know, we're coming off the high of the master reveal and the and the timeless child. So now I'm just looking at everything. Oh dear. The 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 disappearance and uh killing of Benny was interesting to me cuz it felt yeah. it felt like there was something else going on there. Like so the <laughs> I have I just have a list of notes called the Benny question. <laughs> Okay. I said, what happened to him? I mean, besides dying. 
because he's moving super fast. Yeah, so he's been picked up and kidnapped. But here's the thing. We never, at any point in this entire episode, which is another question I have in all red, can the dreg not run? We never see them running. Uh, no, that's true. They are either um, dragging about or <laughs> they are standing still. That's a fair point. So we never see them running, which I think is just very interesting. And I feel like, I mean, is that just something they decided not to show? But also it just it wouldn't make sense as to how he was moving so fast. Well, right, exactly. And obviously, you know, you look at the dregs as 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 a monster, as a creature, and they are insanely muscular. Yeah. Right? You don't get insanely muscular by shambling about. Trust me, I can speak from experience. <laughs> Same. Yeah. Um, um so I I I just infer from that yeah. that they can run. But I mean I, I just wonder if Yeah, because it almost feels like the 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 idea of the dreg is great. The, mm-hmm. lo- the look of them is um, amazing. And that it's all practical effect, too, which is... Yeah, awesome. Crap. Love it. They did a, a fantastic job on the dreg. They just looked... And I, I now I know why they, Jody and them, in that Q&A last week, said these are the scariest monsters, because holy crap. Yeah, they look very, very scary. Right. Um, But, like, so... Yeah, I, w- I would assume they can move super fast, but then did they write themselves into a corner where they're like, there need to be millions of dreg outside, and it's like, well, wouldn't every every one of these people be immediately dead if these things could run faster than a car? Yeah, see, it's, you know, hashtag shelf of inconsistencies. Mm-hmm. Um we yeah we we unfortunately we kind of get that i mean also the fact that they are running through um um tranquility like killing a bunch of guests but for some reason they kidnap benny they kidnap the one guy who happened to be wearing a, an oxygen tank yeah which and and run off with him for what purpose maybe his uh, i can i've got it taylor maybe his sweet shoes yes maybe his oxygen tank was punctured and he was flying through the air (laughs) i i mean unless holding two hats fair (laughs) i mean unless for some reason they've radically changed oxygen tank technology by this point in history whenever it is because it's not mentioned yeah um you know, maybe I can I can run with that. And the dregs were like, oh, wait, no, dude, come back, come back. You know, it's dangerous <laughs> out here. Let's let's get you back. Let's get you back to the dome. And so they were chasing after him is what it was. Maybe. maybe I don't know. But the thing that, that I, I mean, like, so uh, Benny ultimately taken by the dreg. Uh, he's moving super fast. He talks to his um, longtime girlfriend whose name is escaping me at this moment. Yes. And uh, he says to her, uh, Vilma, he says to her, let me find it here. He says, like, I'm not alone and I don't have long. Mm-hmm. And he asks her to marry him. And then he says, will someone please shoot me? Yeah. Which, and, no, that's just, I mean, I'm sorry. That's bleak. Yeah. And she says, what have they done to you? And then the top starts to open. Right. Um, And then um, Kane says I, she's like did you see benny and kane's like yeah i sh- i killed him don't worry and 
that everyone's like, wait, why? And he said, and she says, because he asked me to. And then she says a line that I don't get at all. He was having fun. Yeah. So what I, does that mean? I, I want to say that that was in response to something like, what were they doing with him or something? If I'm not mistaken. Um, and I, I, I literally think that Kane means to say that like, the dregs were having fun with him. Like, like, like they just for some reason developed like a, Oh, let's just pick on this one and torture him and make him our plaything until we break him kind of thing. I mean, maybe, but that, that line was so weird. Yes, I agree. It comes across a little weird. I, I would almost want to see a transcript of the episode just to be like, okay, what, what exactly is the line? Yeah. Um, and I because, mean, if it was like yeah. a delivery problem, then that's a whole different thing. Yeah. Like, was it supposed to be like a um, jerkish, jerkish, I was trying to, you know, trying to say the P- PC version of that, a jerkish <laughs> yep. way of saying it, but it was not delivered that way. Like, oh, he was having too much fun, so I shot him. Like, I, She doesn't seem like the person who would say. Yeah. That exactly. I mean, she's got kind of a wry, sarcastic sense of humor, but it doesn't seem like in that's even even her delivery of you know I shot him. Don't worry. Yes, it is is really just kind of dry. Flat. It is the dry delivery. So it, it's tough for me as an audience member to to read that delivery and you know is she just is it is it just all business and she just assumes. That Vilma is like, oh, did you make sure to fulfill his wishes or whatever? And she's like, oh, yeah, don't worry. He's dead. I took care of that. Yeah. The, no. But I mean, the he was having fun line makes yeah, no sense. It's, it's, it's weird. And it's I don't think it's a matter of like, you know, this person who, you know, concocts a uh, fake-cation uh, resort on a wasted planet is going to be like, Oh, nope. Sorry. You're having too much fun, sir. I'm going to have to pop you on. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. I don't get it. It's just a, it was a very strange, strange line to me. No, I agree. And, 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 you know, this episode, if, if I had to point out where it suffers, it suffers from little stuff like this. Yes. Oh yeah. Um, Taylor, another question I have. Yes, please. Does this count as a rock quarry? I I would argue so. (laughs) I would argue so because some of those exterior shots. Now we get some awesome directing. We get these big wide yeah, shots. Yeah, man. Like when they're leaving the dome, and we get just it's they're like yeah. in the biggest rock quarry ever, and they're driving this you know awesome like Blade Runner truck. Yeah, kind of thing. I just I love how it looks. Oh yeah, it looks um, great. The dome looked great too. The dome looked, totally looked great too. Um, even like the little like when they they've got like the the damaged piece of wall. Oh, that was very cool. Yeah, I loved that effect. visual that effect. Was, yeah, no, that was good. That was like a total like Star Trek The Next Generation. Like, oh, we need an interface with the holodeck. And like this one little wall appears with the, the panel mm-hmm. on it kind of thing. Also, I mean, I didn't notice it before. There were just like a pile of rocks sitting in the middle of that. that and then when she turns the the uh the panel off you can see like yeah. it's the rubble from oh right yeah, yeah 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 i was like oh that's great yeah see and we again this episode it's good we get little touches like that yeah so, um not only that but you know like the teleport effect is really nice it's hilarious when uh graham bonks his head on the wall there yes <laughs> you know um but but 
going back to the rock quarry question, we get some close-ups of the truck driving through, obviously, a rock quarry. So I'm going to call this a rock quarry episode. Yeah. Maybe an entire rock quarry planet at this rate. My goodness, basically. Yeah. So uh, we've talked about the dreg. We've talked about, Mm -hmm. I think we talked about Benny and um, his situation and and Vilma. I do love how she says Benny. Yes. (laughs) It's like the best. Um, (laughs) And we also, I mean, uh, we lose, uh, how many characters do we lose here? One, two, three? Um, Let's see. Four. Yeah, we, we lose... We lose quite a few. I mean, of of the ones that have like speaking parts. But yes, I mean, we lose we lose four, and then guy who was in who was like uh, drinking a milkshake, and then the the drag attacked him, and the milkshake went all over the wall or something. Oh, the guy in the steam shower. Yes. Yes. Okay. And hey, I, I have to mention. Do you remember what this guy kind of looked like? Because I know we don't get a really good look at him. But he's got these kind of like round, the round glasses and the beard. He's bald. Yeah, I for whatever reason, and I can't place it. I I thought it last night when I watched the episode. I thought it again at lunch today when I rewatched the episode. He looks like some character, all right, from a movie, and I cannot for the life of me think of who I'm thinking of. Now let me uh, let me see if I can find him. I think this character you're thinking of just passed the man who played him just passed away. Oh shut up, Sirs. Um are you are you thinking of Captain Captain Spaulding from Oh oh I thought you meant the actor from the episode. I was like Oh no no no, no 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 oh okay she threw me off there. I'm sorry. I apologize. Um, you... Oh yeah maybe he, he maybe was played by Sid Haig yeah, yeah, yeah. And I know who you're talking about, and I know the role. That must be. That must be who I'm thinking of. Because I mean, he does have. Um, he does have. What's his name? His name's Captain Spaulding. Captain Spaulding. He. I mean, right. he does look like that. Yeah, you. Know, that's got to be who it is. It's. It's, it's got to be Sid Haig. Man, if I liked horror films, I would love to see uh, his um, his performance. But I'm not yeah, a big. I, I I don't go for gore. Give me suspense all day long, but I yeah. can't do gore. I can't do senseless violence. I mean, maybe, maybe it is him. I mean, it, it kind of sort of looked like him. Yeah, I can kind of see that. I'm, I don't know. I, I never wound up with time to just kind of like Google around and, and, and yeah. try to jog my memory, but that kind of seems like it might be right. Yeah. Anyway, yes. He and his poor milkshake. He and his poor, poor milkshake. Uh, so yeah, we talked about the drag. We kind of talked about um, some other characters. So let's, um, Let's. Oh, and you you mentioned the feel. I mean, doesn't this feel like Jurassic Park at some points? You know, that's a very good point. That's it's, a very very good point. And I didn't um, kind of make that connection until I saw your note, and then I'm like, oh, oh my gosh, yeah, absolutely does. Yeah. Upon my second watch, I went. This feels a lot like Jurassic Park, right? And we've, I mean, I'm fine with it. an in closet control room. Yes, um, the hilarious. our car that gets broken down. Yep. Our um, granted, we don't have a T Rex that saves us at the end. Well, we also don't have that moment where our our villainous creature is getting close and we focus in on a glass of water. Yes, that's a pretty classic kind of. Yes, it is. Now, <coughs> oh, excuse me. That's all right. It's it's the dead of winter. Little coughs are going around. Goodness. Um. So, I mean, let's um let's talk about Ryan for a little bit. 
Oh, Ryan. Let's talk about let's talk about Ryan and let's talk Pilot Doctor to the Stars. <laughs> oh my goodness. Doctor Pilot of the, whichever he is. Yeah, let's talk let's talk about Ryan and he's a he's a surgeon for pilots. That's right. Is what it is. Let's talk about Ryan and let's talk about let's talk about Bella. They have um after Ryan is um he gets infected with the hopper virus. Oh, which also I loved just the matter of factness in that scene from the doctor mm-hmm. when he first, I just, I, I thought that was a really well uh, done scene where she just talks him through it. And she's like, just suck on your thumb till the hallucinations go away. Remember yeah. they're not real bats. That's um, right. Everything's fine here. The, I, and, and I, we've got Ryan in the background, just swatting, swatting. stuff like it's like it's um, VR Vegas or something. Yeah. Um, so Ryan's subplot is basically he, uh, fancies this girl, um, who Bella and she, yeah. th- she is also, uh, sucking her thumb cause she has also been infected. Mm, no, I think she actually has been. Oh, what? I think, I, th- I think she was playing that. Oh, because of her plans. In fact, if anything, I think she introduced the hopper virus. Oh, I didn't even think about that. That didn't hit me till a second watch. Clever, clever girl. That's, that's right. Let's keep that theme going. That's also for no. Okay. Um. Yeah. I mean, I. Oh, so you think her whole thing with liking him was just a a front? I think at first, yes. Uh, okay. I mean, he gets the smooch in the end. Yes. So I think things change. Yes, I, I I enjoyed their their little banter. I love when she I love the little uh, line where she says, "Do you always act dumb to get girls to answer your question?" And he's like, "Oh no, I'm I'm not trying to chat you up." And she goes, "Shame." I I really liked that. Yep. I thought that was a yep. cute little interaction there. And totally. I mean, Ryan's trying to help her, and she's not really listening because you know she doesn't like her mom. Um. And she's, you know, apparently uh, gonna blow everything up. Yeah. Um, I thought she was she was okay, but yeah, she did. Really, she did really look lo- a lot like Martha. I mean, there were really there were a couple of moments where I was like, is, it, "Yeah, is that Freeman?" No, 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 couldn't be, couldn't. Oh no, no. I see now it doesn't look like her. It was and then the other times I'm like that totally looks like her. It was throwing me off. Yeah, throwing me off a lot. Um, I will yeah. say about Bella, I did like. Despite it being like a back to back to back thing with um uh, with um oh my goodness with her reveal and then also with Benny being murdered and then also <laughs> surprise it's Earth um I did like her her kind of delivery of her reveal where she's like oh yeah she also named me Trixabel Trixabel I kind of I, like li- I yeah. like it yeah I'm like. Cool name. It is a cool name, but she apparently hates it, probably because her mother gave it to her. Um, Pretty much. I thought I thought Bella was a cool sub character. I I think maybe it seems like it's kind of hard too, right? Because we're in like a 45, 50 minute episode. Right. It's kind of hard. Like you got to resolve everything, or at least make it seem like it's resolved. Um. Yeah. Or just magically make people reappear. But I have feelings about that. Oh yeah, how did that happen? I didn't think about that. I, you know what? I, I'm not sure that Ed Heim did either. Like the master gets to do that. He's the master. She's the master. Whichever one you want to pick. They are but the master. They are the master. Thank you. 
Thank you. You're uh, <laughs> but but I don't think this character gets to do it without some sort of explanation. I mean, there should have been a line. Like a single, one line. A single line. That's all we need. Not just, you know, oh, your gun went off in your face, which is, I think, what happened. Yeah, I have no idea. And, and then she just walks up and picks up the gun. I'm like, this is not a, a Michael Bay film. This, yeah. No, this doesn't happen This without some sort of justification to the audience like i'm not okay with that i mean just be like i found another way out that's it yeah <laughs> okay yeah great you know I, I i kicked him in his bits and ran off i don't know yeah anything anything would have been would have been better totally that um, quite literally nothing and then everyone else leave and we'll stay here yeah. i guess yeah that just seemed like uh, it was a very fast turnaround from i hate you mom to well let's stay and fight yeah. Yeah. Again, I, I, I'll be honest. I mean, there are, there's at least one character that I feel is completely unnecessary in the story. And I think if we could have excised one more, we could have let these other people just have more lines yeah. to explain stuff like this. Right. You know, I mean, I, I do, don't get me wrong. I do love that Bella is, you know, kind of like, poking at Kane, you know, about her mom, like basically being dead. Yeah. And all this kind of stuff. And it's something obviously you don't get on a first watch. It's something on a rewatch. You're like, Oh, Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. She's totally poking the bear with that. And she doesn't see it. Yeah. So which, which character would you have, uh, would you have oust? I honestly, I don't care that he's a guest star. Uh, uh, Nevi is useless. Oh, Okay. Nevi is completely useless. I think that whole like plot line of like the inept kind of semi-neglectful dad and like the genius mechanic kid, I think it would be far more interesting if for some reason Silas was there on his own. Maybe we don't even know what happened to his parents, but he is a genius mechanic. And we just have this this kid who is maintaining the place. Yeah, I mean, that actually would have saved... Uh, let's see. He, we would never have had um, the the first scene where that we meet them. Maybe we just meet Silas. Mm-hmm. Um, Silas would have never had to have run away. Um, Which I have problems with. Like I get it. You're a kid. You get kind of flushed with emotion, and you're like, "I'm out of here." But it's pretty obvious the bigger threat going on. Why did you leave the room? That was stupid. Yeah, that was very out of character for that small child who is a genius. Um, I, I would think so. No, I, yeah. I agree. Yeah. I'm also not a 10 year old and my hair's not green. <laughs> Very true. They did have green hair. That was great. Very green. hair. <laughs> um, I could see that. Yeah. I mean, we could have dumped, we could have dumped any number of these characters. Mm-hmm. I mean, and then we could have, you know, maybe flushed out the story a little bit. All right. Okay. Yeah. And, and honestly, I mean, to, just to go back to the whole Benny thing, I, I mean, I feel like that his whole disappearance and presumably abduction, the only purpose it serves is to get everybody outside the dome. Yes. In terms of storytelling techniques and in terms of the narrative, that's the only purpose that serves. Yeah. Well, and I mean, also for the for the uh, yeah, so we can go back and get the big reveal. Right. Mm. I mean, I'd, I'd like to think there'd be another way to do it because I don't, again, we have problems with um, 
not only the behavior of the drags, their choices and the resulting dialogue from all of that. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I'm not, I'm not going to try to sleep no more of this and, and come up with a better way to do it. It, it is what it is. Yeah, I don't, yeah. but I think with with Sleep No More, there was at least some some open-endedness to it. This just kind of this feels year. like, eh, maybe I didn't like this episode as much as I thought. <laughs> Sorry. What did you do, Titnups? All sorts of things, man. It's a long list. Um, I'm trying to think of what else, um, what else that I would like to talk about. Do we want to talk about some of the stuff that we, we, we most definitely enjoyed? Yes, I would love to do that. Okay. Other than the fact that this episode is sponsored by Breathe Right Strips. Yes. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, the dregs we said, we love that. That's a really great monster design. Yes. I'm a little bummed that they are seemingly one-offs. Possibly. Um, I would love, I mean, you never know. I think they they said like last year was their test with their new monsters to see if anybody, you know, who liked what. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, maybe if people go, man, the dregs, it'd be cool to see them back. Who, who knows? Maybe, maybe they could come back. I would, you know what? I'd love to see. I don't know how this would happen. I'd love to see dregs and Cybermen fight each other. Oh my gosh, that would be interesting. That would be very interesting. Um, I really liked. We got a, we got some callbacks from the Doctor. I believe we get a when I say run run, mm-hmm. which is great. Yep. Loved that. And she does the Matt Smith. This this is just me. She does the Matt Smith double lift the hands in realization during like at one point in the beginning. She does. He used to do that all the time. Oh, I think I know what you're talking about. Yeah. I, yeah just like, oh, and lift both hands. I think it was just like lift both fingers in the air and go, oh, yes, something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also I do. Li- I mean, this is not a continuation of the last story, but. At the beginning, it is it is um, said that the doctor has been in a mood. Yes. So she's still moody, and everybody else recognizes that. Besides mm-hmm. her, yeah. And the the way she delivers the line that she's not in a mood is like, well, you kind of seem like you are in a mood, which I I liked. Um, I think I loved her psychic for a moment. Yes, I I love that we're that we're we're digging into this. Mm-hmm. a little more i like it a lot um i think graham's line of the entire episode was it ain't the aliens that are gonna kill me it's worrying about you yes i love right. that i love his concern for ryan and i love that he's just like oh like he doesn't even say like i was worried like uh where were you what did you do? he's just like glad that he's he's fine mm-hmm. um i unfortunately have no notes for yaz which is annoying I have Yaz ruiner ruiner of proposals and a minute late with the information. Oh yes, yes. Oh, the moment where she goes, "Hey, there's a bit." Oh, well, you never mind. Yeah. Hey, look at this on this tablet. Oh, you've already figured that out. Yeah. Never mind. Um, what else, man? The music was. I thought the music was great. I loved the uh, the tranquility voice alerts. Yes, those were all yes. very great and also at times funny. Um, the look so of the dome, wanna... not the dome. Not, uh, well, yes, the look of the dome, but the look of the hotel itself, mm-hmm. which I believe is an actual real place. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Um, because I, th- I want to say that this part was still shot in South Africa. If I'm not mistaken. Oh, cool. But I, let me jump back to the music real quick because, uh, Sigun Akinola, mm-hmm. uh, tweeted out, uh, 
something about composing the music for this episode. Oh. Um, he said the score for Orphan 55 was predominantly made from me bowing my guitar. So like running a bowstring. Okay. Across an acoustic guitar. Right. Make, making synths out of the extractor fan in my kitchen. <laughs> closing my back door a lot for some percussion and other audio experiments. That's crazy. Now, don't get me wrong. I, I've literally thrown together a bunch of like my favorite Doctor Who music and Doctor Who like cover versions and stuff on a Spotify playlist. Uh huh. And there's some excellent, you know, Murray Gold stuff on there. There's 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 no mistaking. Oh yeah. His style and stuff, but but it is such on the other end of the spectrum from what we have now. And frankly, I kind of love it. Yeah. You yeah. know. Yeah. I, I, Murray has got his place and I he has pieces that bring out amazing amounts of emotion in me. Oh yeah. But you would never see Murray Gold sitting here going like I'm going to record the exhaust fan over my oven. <laughs> yes. And turn that into music. Yeah. This is this is awesome. I was so thrilled with with learning this. I thought it was so cool. That's amazing. That's really really cool. I and I, I don't know. I was when you were reading that tweet I went, "Man, I wonder what a um Atticus Ross Trent Reznor oh my god Doctor Who soundtrack would sound like it's very interesting I would love to hear that anyway I I'd be down with that yeah as would I what else um what else did we like about this you, like I said am I I was very light note this week yeah, I'm. I'm. I. I guess I tend to go a little heavier note because I'm always afraid that I'm just going to forget stuff. Yeah. When I sit down, um, I know I said that I loved the teleporter effect. Um, I liked that the laser blasts actually they seem to have depth. Yes. Like there's there's a size to it. It's not just you know a straight line. Yes. <laughs> Some laser blasts have been on this show. Absolutely. Um, I love the look of the computer screens. Yeah, the whole the whole look of the hotel was great. I yeah, loved everything that was going on. They did a really good job on those. Oh, yeah. It looked like the, the lighting that they used, everything looked super clean. It looked mm-hmm. peaceful. Yeah, it was great. Yeah, no, they did, they did a great job with all that set dressing and everything. I mean, I even love the fact that we've got this this variety of, like, the, just the other guests. The guests you don't meet, the guests that are just set dressing. Yes. You know, and, and just the variety in them. Oh, yeah. I love all of that. You know, I'm going through my notes right now, Taylor, and there's one thing that I, and this might just be me being cynical, but I mean, our doctor has been around for, it's got to be almost 2000 years now, maybe more, right? Something like that. Yeah. And I just find it like, uh, the, the doctor knows about orphan planets. Mm -hmm. Earth is her favorite planet. Mm -hmm. How did she not know when she heard orphan 55? that we were on earth now was she lying to the companions oh boy that you know i i I see this going at least one of two ways um either she totally knew from the start and hid it um and lied because well the doctor lies yes but i mean this is also kind of hand waved away when she goes i need to check something and she checks to she checks you know she does the the mind thing on the dreg yes so it's it's kind of waved away but i mean the doctor as i stated earth favorite planet mm-hmm. two 
over 2,000 years old, knows what an orphan planet is, you would assume would know that Earth at some point became an orphan planet, you know? Yes. Uh, I mean, the only thing that I can think that may account for that is the now apparent far more fluidity of the future. Yeah, the fluid. Yeah, the fluidity that yeah. she talks about. Yeah, um, that that's the only thing that I could use to account for that. I and I still don't know how much stock I put in that because, like you said, that is almost more of a lecture than a discussion. Yeah, you know. And the the other thing I I made sure when Yaz says, "How long did you know that we were on Earth?" Mm-hmm. I made sure to look how the doctor said it, and she says moments before. Moments before you, before, uh, before you did. Yeah. And I looked at her and I go, okay, I don't really sense any in this acting choice. I don't sense any like, uh, I knew the whole time. Right. So, There's not this kind of hesitation and be like, um, or well, you or, know, or even like any that. like facial, like you're not being truthful stuff. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, I mean, it, it, it could just be that, that information, but that seems like. You know, she knows what an orphan planet is. It just, it doesn't make sense. When I, I don't even know if she sees the Russian writing. That's actually the scene I should look at. Because no, somebody goes, she, she doesn't, right? No, she does. She's the one who wipes off the sign and looks at it. Oh, okay. And it's it's the companions go, wait, wait, wait what's that? And she goes, nothing, nothing, nothing. Yeah. And I saw and it and I'm like, that looks like Russian. Well, you know what? The back is the backs of the seats in the truck have some Russian, have some Cyrillic letters on it. Oh, they do. And I noticed that and I went, huh, that's weird. Why has it got Russian on there? And then just completely dismissed it out of my head on a first watch because obviously I was trying to pay attention to the story. Mm-hmm. You know, and 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 Nevi had even said, oh, I built the truck myself. I was like, oh, well, you know, yeah. you got to transport a bunch of stuff to another planet. You got to build the truck. Yeah, that's what they have. Right. It's showing multinationalism or whatever. Sure. Okay. And also, you know, I, I hand waved it away myself. Yeah. But also, wouldn't, oh, the TARDIS isn't with them. Never mind. Yep. <laughs> Never mind. Nope. The TARDIS is back at the hentai convention. Yeah. I forgot. Shoot. Hey. I was like, wouldn't the TARDIS translate? But then in turn, what, ah, whatever. <laughs> I can't get too much deeper into this. Just repeat to yourself. It's just a show. I should really just relax. Yeah. That needs to be ruined. Yes, it does. Um, Taylor, you, do you have any? I think I'm, I, I, I don't have anything else. I, I'm sure you have. Can I, yeah. can I soapbox for a moment? Oh, yes. Okay. So I woke up this morning actually feeling incredibly stressed out. Um, and not because it was Monday and it's time to go back to work and, you know, the kids don't want to go to school or whatever like that. Right. Um, but I woke up stressed out about this episode. Like, the more I kind of dwelled on it, the more that stuff was kind of upsetting me. Um, and I, I feel like, and, and I'm, I'm going to paint with really broad strokes here, um, that a lot of fandom is, um, is turning off to things and, and going, oh, I just, you know, I'm just not getting into this doctor and this era, you know, and, you know, tuning out on some level, you know, yeah. uh, whether that actually means I'm not going to watch until things change or um, I'm just going to kind of casually watch and not get invested or anything. Um, 
I don't know why, but that stresses me out. And I'm obviously I'm on some level people pleaser just to warn everyone. Um, but and I can't make everyone like this. It's it's not my job. To, <laughs> yeah. No one's going to. Okay, that that's just not how that works. But and I'm sorry. I'm I'm gonna be the old crotchety man here for a second. Get off my lawn. But I remember living through all the wilderness years. Right. I remember when we didn't have Doctor Who, and we honestly never knew if it was going to come back in any way, shape, or form. Okay, but it's back. It's here. We get it, however frequently or infrequently. If it takes a year to do an entire series, and then we get this 10 weeks of, oh my God, there's new episodes, there's new <laughs> stuff to talk about, and then it's another year until we get it, we're still getting it. We are blessed, okay? Whether you like the stories, don't like the stories, like the actors, don't like the actors, love the writing, hate the writing, you know what? That's Doctor Who. That has been Doctor Who from pretty much the beginning. Yeah. There are going to be good episodes. There are going to be bad episodes. There are going to be cheesy effects. There's going to be stellar writing. There's going to be horrible writing. <laughs> There's going to be characters that you're going to go like, what? Really? Why? Huh? But at the same time, we are fans of a show that has been around for, for, for 56 and a half years now. 56 and a half years think about that that's yeah. older than most of us period yeah. you know yeah um getting anything new having this show still be relevant and important and something the bbc even wants to put out okay that that is a blessing i, I don't care how you feel about the show don't tune out and stop watching and stop caring and stop interacting because you're not connecting with whatever the current iteration is. Because you love the show. You may not love a certain actor. You may not love a certain showrunner. You may not love a certain uh, producer, if you care about producers. I don't know. Um, Man, I like may a certain showrunner. <laughs> right? You know, we may have bemoaned Moffat many times, but he did some great stuff. There's no denying that. Um, whatever you may dislike about Doctor Who, it's not the entirety of Doctor Who. You love Doctor Who. And I mean, I don't want to make this about ratings or anything, but but they are important. They are paid attention to, you know? So yeah. fine. Keep recording it. You know, let it run on your on your on your TV in the background while you go out shopping one day, you know, within you know, X number of days of it airing. That at least still counts to say, hey, this many people are watching it. Because you know that if they keep seeing that people are watching, we are going to get more Doctor Who. And Doctor Who will change as it always does and it always will. And we never seem to get used to. I don't know why, but we never seem to get used to it. Yeah. Um, change will come. Change will happen. There may be something down the road that you connect with. It's still going to be Doctor Who. It's Doctor Who now. It will be Doctor Who in the future. And it was Doctor Who in the past. However you enjoy it, you enjoy it and you embrace it and you love it. And maybe this is what I'm feeling. Maybe this is why I go and look at people who are like, oh, this was such a crap episode. I almost needed a bleep there. Um, <laughs> you know, I can't stand this. I can't wait for this or that or the other thing. And I just, I'm not going to do that. Yes, I will critique episodes and, and look for stuff that like, well, this doesn't make sense or this doesn't work that well. Or why didn't you do this instead? But I still love the story. I still love the fact that it's Doctor Who. Yeah. I still love the entirety of Doctor Who. 
there are doctors and stories and showrunners and 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 particular stories that are not my favorites but i don't look at one story and i don't look at one actor and i don't look at one showrunner and go well because of this one person f that i'm out peace y'all um i love all of it and i and i think if fans can just take you know just 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 a breath just take a breath and take a small step back and look at the entirety of things the spectrum uh, that is Doctor Who, and go, you know what? I, I love the show. I may not be happy with what's going on right now, but I know it's not going to be that way forever. But yeah. if, if if everybody just like does that and, and, and turns away because of whatever one little or two little things that really got your, your, your pants in twist, well, we may not have any Doctor Who in the future. Yeah, I don't want that. I don't, I, I don't think anybody really wants that. And those people who do want that have already probably tuned out and found some other show to go watch and eventually complain about. Just fine. We all have the right to complain. You I know, mean, yeah, we, we sit here and critique. Yeah, we, we just did it. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. It doesn't mean that I think Orphan 55 is a horrible episode. It doesn't mean that because of this episode, well, F that, you know, John, you're going to have to find yourself another host. What I still love it. it. It's all part of it. I mean, yeah. you know, we watched Kinda. We watched Sleep No More. We watched um, Underworld. <laughs> we yeah. watched all these these stories that you know Ugh. weren't the best. Yeah, but we made the best out of it that we could. Yeah, we looked for the good in it, and and I think I'm crap. I'm just gonna say it. I think that's what we as humanity need to do right now. We need to look for the best. Yeah, in it because it's so easy to get bogged down in oh well this was piss poor and oh that was terrible and blah 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 yeah not blah 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 that's different blah 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 my kids will get that someday when they listen to this episode uh i get Uh, that right now good (laughs) i've watched all three of those movies and they're great i love those they're so good (laughs) there's a cartoon series too and it's really cute there is there is oh wow there's a hotel transylvania cartoon and the kids love it anyway interesting that was not my point, but it serves as a good way to break my tension as I stand here on my soapbox. My feet are very clean now. You will all be happy to know. Oh, good. Um, yeah, I know. I should have stood on the other side, not the side that had the soap exposed, but that's okay. It's too late. Um, <laughs> but yeah, that's that, that's what's been building up in me lately. And this episode and, and people's reaction to it has kind of boiled me over on that. You know, it's all still Doctor Who. And, and and so long as we all keep supporting it through good times and bad, we will still have Doctor Who there to love. I think, the, like, the weird thing for me is why would it be this episode, you know? Like, wh- I don't know. why after – I felt the – there. I feel like if I look for them, there's always flaws in the things that I like. Of course. Um, and, and and after the two-parter that was given to us, which I thought was was very well done, um, especially, and I mean, even in the first episode, we were like, oh man, it better not be multiple dimensions. <laughs> right. And they fixed it. Uh, it was never multiple dimensions, which is great. And I thought they did a, you know, they did a good job and we brought back the, I mean, I thought it was a strong two-part, two-parter to open our, this new season. Absolutely. And then, I mean, to follow it up with this, I don't think was the wrong call. I mean, you can't front load. I mean, if if they get if 
if everything gets progressively worse from there, then okay, maybe people can be like, yeah, see, but I mean, why would it be, why would this be the episode? Everyone goes, eh, oh, I, the- I, and I, and I'm not saying that literally everyone is having that reaction. I mean, oh, okay. you know, I, I, I've seen a couple of reactions. Um, and, and like one, in response to this episode one at another time a couple last season i mean it's it, it's it's a sporadic it's not like suddenly this was the boiling point mm, okay. for me for me this this was this was my boiling point where i went come on fandom stop being stupid you know yeah love doctor who you don't have to love all the little individual pieces love the whole thing yes support the whole thing root for the laundry as as Jerry uh, Seinfeld says about baseball teams. Okay. Root for the laundry. You're rooting for laundry. Not rooting for individual people. You're rooting for the whole thing. Gotcha. Gotcha. Well. That makes more sense now. So well, that there, that's that's my soapbox moment. I, I needed to get that out. Listeners, if you're still here, thank you for listening. And <laughs> and, and I, I hope my feelings have had some sort of impact on you if you're one of those people who've kind of been on the fence. Yeah, well, I mean, there's uh, there's only there's only one thing left to do, and I usually say that on my other show. But Taylor, there's there's one thing that we haven't uh, we haven't spoken about yet. But uh, before we do that, I'm gonna play a little soundbite. <laughs> Gathering close, it's time for the behind the curtain. <laughs> That's right, everyone. We're, put, we're putting the soundboard to use. I had I had some fun making making some uh, some stuff over the weekend. Yes, I I laughed to myself. I'm very excited to use our next one, but I don't know if we have anything for it. But I mean, we are talking about the behind the couch scale. So yeah, yeah. Taylor, what I, are we thinking you know, here? I I would love to show it for the environmental message. I mean, I I think that is important. Um, I also think my kids also kind of get that. <laughs> like right. they'll kind of take us to task over you know, how we're treating recycling or whatever. Right, um, right. But I, the dregs are just too flipping scary. They are, right they're something else. Yeah, no, I, yeah. yeah. I mean, Jody had to change the way she screamed. Yes, right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, I mean, I, yeah, I agree with that. Um, do you think we have anything else for the other one? I don't know. If... I, I, I don't know that we do. All right, Honestly, let's just we'll, we'll, keep we'll keep yeah, it in the we'll back pocket. We'll keep it in the back. There there might be some next week perhaps. Um I think overall I th- I enjoyed this episode and I think what also might be fun but I I think we're too late in the game. It might be uh fun to give these these a rating. Oh gosh. I didn't even I, think about that until you know, you know episode 170. I, I yeah, that might be a little too late in the game to do that. But I mean uh, I, I like this episode. I can see why others did not. Um, there, there were some, some very, um, there were some holes for sure. There were. I, I also, despite everything I said, I, I did enjoy this story. I think if you, I think if you just sit back, relax, and watch it as an adventure, yeah, and don't question it too much. Don't come at it like a podcaster. <laughs> Don't, don't oh no watch like a podcaster where where you're where you're critiquing every little thing just yeah. get on for the ride yeah hashtag shelf of inconsistencies yes for sure um it's it's got some questionable things you're like wait what yeah no 
how did that work again? But if you jump on and you just go for the ride, it's still a decent ride. Absolutely. And we thank everyone for joining us this week. But next time, is this actually the name of the episode? This is exactly the name of the episode, and I'm frankly really excited for it. Uh, Next time, we have uh, Nikola Tesla's Night of Terror. (laughs) Starring Jodie Whittaker as the Doctor, Mandip Gill as Yaz, Tosin Cole as Ryan, and Bradley Walsh as Graham. It was written by, oh boy, I didn't read these before, Nina uh, Medivere? Medivere? Medivere. Oh, I forgot the other eye. I think so. Directed by uh, Ninda Manzur. Nita. Nita Manzur. Oh, man. Nita Manzur. Yeah. I'm just adding vowels and jeez. But uh, the preview for this looks insane, and I'm yeah. I'm on board. I, I'm I'm honestly I'm looking forward to it. You know, uh, yeah. it's it's semi historical alien invasion. Yeah. Um, you know, it's it's got a, a great actor that I totally admire playing Tesla. So I'm All I'm right. looking forward to it. Yeah should be should be fun but until then you can like us on facebook and follow us on twitter at the podcastica you can follow me on twitter at jp thrice and you can follow taylor on twitter at blue box ufo subscribe to us on itunes and stitcher and spotify just search podcastica rate and review us as well and also subscribe to us on soundcloud soundcloud.com slash the notlg you can find quite literally all of our episodes on there uh except for oh wait nope now you can't because we recreated those we did (laughs) uh head on over to notlg.spreadshirt.com buy one of our podcastica shirts buy the shirt that i'm currently wearing which i can't read because it's backwards but is it is uh solo track plane uh related and i think it's clever uh so check it out and also somebody bought a shirt recently and i'm every show i'm on i'm just saying hey because I haven't checked to, to see what design it was. Uh, thank you for supporting us, whomever you were. Indeed. Um, and if it wasn't for the show, that's fine. Thanks anyway. <laughs> uh, Patreon.com slash NOTLG if you would like to donate. If you, if you have too many shirts like I do uh, and you just want to donate monetarily, head on over there. Anything you could give us, we appreciate um, so thank you for that. Uh, the Y axes, they do our music. Uh, they have been kind enough to just be like, here, have some music. We're not going to charge you for it. And we're like, Hey, thanks guys. And that was a conversation that happened seven years ago, but wow. any, no, probably five. I can't remember. Anyway, the Y axes, they support us. So let's support them. Twitter.com slash the Y axes, facebook.com slash the Y axes, theyaxes.bandcamp.com, and they, like us, are also on Spotify. So join us again next week, episode 171, Nikola Tesla's Night of Terror. Oh, nice. And we will talk to you guys next week. See ya. See ya. We said Cornell, right? Uh, no, said Sophie. Okay. Play whatever you want. I got, I got the Sophie button. I got it.